What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Today's guest is Mr. Damon Soul. He uh, joins me via Skype from his studio in San Francisco. I've been following Damon's work for a long time, since the late 90s, and uh, we, we randomly met um, a couple of years back, so it was cool to get him on the show. Uh, his work is super interesting, and, and his personality is super interesting, too, and uh, some of the stuff he's into. Um, I think he and I are on a lot of the same sort of pathways in uh, this strange life, which I'm finding more and more that most creative types are, are all on this same sort of weird path of of questioning this life and not just sort of floating by in it. Um, so he's a really interesting dude. We talk Portland, old wives' tale, human behavior, becoming a man, nomadism, salvia divinorum, the churn, processes, the rapture, our own mortality, meditation, escapism, cars, fecal face, and lightning in a bottle. So, as always, make sure you go check out MikeMaxwellArt.com. Click on the blog, and you can get all the information on each artist and all their links that we, and all the information that we talk about on each show. Real quick, I want to thank everybody who came out to my show this uh, past Friday at the Subtext Gallery. Um, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I felt a, a tremendous amount of local community support, which is, which is so important. And, and totally helpful for for uh, a full-time artist to be able to survive doing this thing. And I guess now I can no longer bitch about uh, the San Diego community not coming out and purchasing art because a ton of you came out and bought a bunch of stuff that I showed. So um, for that, I'm eternally grateful. And it, it seems as though there, maybe we're making those shifts in San Diego amongst our community where we're sort of valuing some of these things a little more so that that's fantastic in uh in my eyes um and again thank you for to everyone that came out um all the love and support really helps me push forward and and keep doing this thing uh full-time because a lot of times it's really a struggle to be a full-time artist when you know you could easily just go pick up some weird warehouse job and and bring home a paycheck and and not have to struggle because a lot of times it really is a struggle to survive because you're you're living when you're only getting paychecks every three months it it becomes it becomes a a tedious thing and you gotta you gotta sort of figure out how to maneuver your way around it and i've managed to do it for a decade now with um with again massive amounts of support and uh and help from from people so make sure you you support your local artists in your community and and do things to help them out because the reality is is that they have to focus their time on making making the work and and getting society to question its surroundings on a continuous basis um which seems to be one of the one of the positions an artist takes in in this modern society where we're all where a lot of us tend to be sheep, really, you know, just fucking follow the herd and and do what you do. But it takes artists or people who um, who question some of these things to sort of throw a, a stick in the spokes and and make a difference. So go out there and, and buy art from from your local artists so that they can continue to do the work and and focus the amount of time it takes into just thinking. Give them time to think. 
it's it's something that you're doing for artists. If you're if you're if you're purchasing work from them, you're giving them time to sit down and really meditate and contemplate this world and try to um, create something beautiful out of it. So, with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Damon Soul. Yo, buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm now my goddamn buttons. There we go. Yeah, it took a second. All right. We're probably going to have one little echo there, but I think we're on track now. Yeah. Everything looks smooth as butter. <laughs> All right, Mr. Damon Soul. Thank you for uh, joining me on the podcast uh, this sun fine Sunday evening. I, uh, I appreciate your time. Word. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we, uh, you know, I followed your work for a long time, which I, I'd like to get into. Um, but we first met. I don't know if you remember. We met in Portland randomly. Yeah. Um, in a coffee shop. I was doing a show at the um, Upper Playground. Yeah. Space, and just ran into you uh, drinking coffee or pl- were you playing chess? I don't know. There was a bunch of chess tables in there and all oh, kinds yeah. of wacky uh, shit. Uh, backspace, right? Is that what it was? Had like a little gallery in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had a bunch of egos at the counter. Yeah, it's, that's a crazy place, that spot. Yeah, man, they got mad at me because I uh, I wanted to use the half and half in my espresso, but they, they it had to be called Breve, and I had to pay 50 cents for it. Yeah, Portland's pretty crazy about their coffee. You, you can't mess with their coffee. The food is great, though, man. When I was there, I ate at the Old Wives' Tale, which <laughs> is it's across the street. Um, the uh, it's up by uh, that that artist-run gallery space. That's shit. It's it's like uh, there's a little tiny space. It's like a store gallery that uh, Buona Spoons is that. Who runs Wait, it? is it uh, is it on Alberta or something? I don't know. It's on the other side of the the bridge there. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, they had a calabacita soup, which I, I learned later is a uh, like a squash based soup that made me want to just die and go somewhere else. Squash and, heaven. Yeah, squash heaven for <laughs> sure. And the uh, the smoked applewood bacon that they make uh, there yeah. is unlike any other place i've i've been able to experience i haven't i haven't had a similar bacon since it's they put bacon on everything there it's crazy and it's it's that thick cut bacon it's yeah, that shit. Thick cut bacon. so good well um let's jump back a little bit we're uh we met in portland and i yeah. i knew your work i so through dave kinsey and i guess through mike giant too like i was yeah. seeing your stuff i guess around uh the late 90s i started seeing um, yeah, some that's stuff pretty much know? when I kind of just started painting full time. And were you were in San Francisco? Yeah, here in San Francisco. Probably like uh, I guess the last job, like regular job, a job I had was like '97 at uh, Fit Skateboards, and then that was it. Then I was painting full on. And um, some of your early work. 
for the people who probably know about your stuff now, but you you had a bit more um, figurative elements to the things that you were doing. You've made a lot of adjustments in. Yeah, I mean, I I just try to like challenge myself, you know, <clears throat> do different kinds of things. I'm, um, I mean, it's not that I don't like. Uh, I still draw that stuff all the time, but uh, just for painting wise, it's it's fun to try to like do something different, you know. Yeah, for sure. I think um, the first stuff I saw was, um, I think I'm hearing myself a little bit. Uh-oh. Yeah, it should be all right. You should never listen to yourself, ever. No, I have to do it all the time with this podcast, man. I've done, I've, this is the 51st podcast. Oh, no shit, that's crazy. And so there's about, you know, 51 plus hours of me running my, you know. <sighs> Half of the time running my mouth. So I've had to listen to myself quite a bit. Because I, you know, <laughs> when I, I just started doing the live you streams just recently since I got um, the, this program working for me properly. But um, the iTunes stuff, I'll go in and clean up all the, and edit and do pre-production or post-production yeah. stuff for like a real clean listen at the, for the totally. iTunes listeners. But um, I think the first things I started seeing of yours was the works on the blueprints. Yeah, which you did a lot. Was there um, some sort of like architecture reference to that stuff? Um, you know, it's a funny story actually. Uh, I think when I first the first drawings I did on blueprints were when I was at the art institute, and uh, me and a buddy were you know walking around late one night. Uh, Sam, you know Sam uh, Flores, uh-huh. and we found a big huge box of blueprints. And so I was just thinking, oh, free paper, you know, big, big pieces of paper for free. And uh, kind of hauled those around for a long time before I started, like, doing stuff on it. Mm-hmm. I think there was something interesting I noticed, um, like, going through all your stuff and, like, sort of thinking back to, like, when I first started seeing things. And there is, I noticed, like, an interesting sort of transition from uh, sort of robotic, like, mechanical a like feel into a much more um organic natural feel not that i think there's much difference between man-made things and natural things i think everything's pretty much natural but there there's an interesting shift now um is that is that something that was uh sort of pre-decided for you or was that a natural transition Uh, i mean you know a lot a lot of my work is is like I'll get interest from, you know, like books I'm reading or like things that, that are really interesting to me at the time. And so with the figurative like robot stuff, I was really like absorbing a lot of um, like evolutionary psychology stuff and like my interest in, you know, people and animals is like these pre-programmed machines. That was kind of the, the, the thrust of that work. Just trying to understand like human behavior and you know so that was kind of the focus you know and then my interest shifted to like uh other processes like you know physics and how the universe works it seems to be a a sort of natural progression for a lot of artists and i do you think it comes with with age and experience more absolutely absolutely it's like you know, when you're younger, it's like, it's all internal. It's all trying to figure out who, who you are 
as an individual or what what's making you do the things you do you know trying to understand that and you know art's a way to like work through those kinds of things um but then as you get older you're like oh, okay i i know who i am i get it i people you start to have a you feel more comfortable with that and then uh then you start asking well what what's all the external stuff you know what is that so do you feel like part of that is like i because i feel like i'm sort of making some of those similar shifts because i've been a figurative artist my my entire career and I feel like I'm letting go of some of that stuff. But... Yeah, I can see that in your stuff too. It's like it's definitely taking a turn into the more like, you know, ethereal kind of strangeness. You know, I feel for me it feels like I'm actually letting go of my past finally. Like mm-hmm. I'm letting go of my childhood and moving on to yeah, a different type yeah, yeah. Of, of person. You know, and it's strange. Yeah, it, it feels like it's like I'm just becoming a man, really. You know, I'm. <laughs> It's so weird, you know, because of course, all through my twenties, yeah. I thought I was a big dog or whatever. Totally, totally. You know, and you don't realize it until you're ten years past. Exactly. No, that's. I know. I, I think we're on the same page there. That's exactly how I feel. It's like just that comfort level with with that. You know, you kind of get into a groove, and then it's like, oh, there's so much more out there. You know. Yeah. You, you sort of let go of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what ha- I think, you know, like when you're a teenager, it's very angsty and like super internal. And then as you get into your 20s, it's kind of like, how do you relate to other people and that kind of thing? And then it just keeps getting more and more external, you know? Yeah. Your beard's pretty solid right now. Yeah, I feel like I- <laughs> I'm going to cut it off after my birthday, but um, I feel like I could be a character in one of your paintings, you know? <laughs> We I should just make need a couple more eyes or something. If we can make that happen, no problem. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I just got rid of mine. It's getting warm down here in San Diego. Yeah. I cut the whole dome off. I had a I had a pretty serious one this last winter. You just came back from the East Coast. Is that <clears throat> accurate? Yeah, I just uh, I just moved back to SF from uh, from New York. <clears throat> How so, long were you in New York for? Well, <clears throat> I moved there. Um, I moved there seven years ago, and then I was there for for a few years, and then I went to Portland for a couple years, and then then I went back to New York for a couple years. I kind of like to move around a bit. You're kind of a nomad? I am. Damon backwards. Snowman. Oh, get out of here. Look at that. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Did you used to write Nomad? Is there... Uh, When I was real young, I did, yeah. I did. There was, I was trying to look up, I remember there was this dude that I think, that used to do a lot of poster bombing in San Francisco around that time, and Uh I want to say his name was like Burn or something, and he did these weird faces, like almost sort of robotic faces, and for some reason I have him connected to you, for some reason. That's weird, I I did a bunch of wheat pasting like, um, when I was still in school, like, but they were like real cartoony, crazy things i don't i never i don't think uh, there was this guy that i see when i start to talk really loud that's when i hear myself (laughs) skype is weird too it's supposed to it should cut that out like a jerk you got dive bombers over there at the studio what's that you got dive bombers at the studio 
Sounded like a dive bomber, like an airplane. Oh, no, no, I think it was a Harley. I'm on Harrison and 21st, so Harrison's kind of a, a big, uh, like a faster street. Uh -huh. So, well, um, you know, back to the back to the work. I think uh, for me, and I'm gonna assume for you, I think psychedelics were an influence in terms what? of no get of, out of here <laughs> of letting go of some of like the ego and the figurative that gets attached to us yeah yeah we're all we're all one right there's no such thing as separation is uh is that something you still experiment with are you okay with talking about any of that uh, i mean you know i don't want to be explicit about it but uh, we're we're pretty free on the podcast we talk openly without judgment uh, i but, mean yeah dude i i uh I like to, you know, expand my mind. Well, let me ask you this: I um, salvia is a is a legal hallucinogen. <laughs> have you uh, have you ever experienced salvia? Yes, I have. Nice. <laughs> I actually, my first session that I did. Um, did it blow I, your mind or what? Yeah, it was it was extremely intense. It was yeah. it was wonderful. It wasn't one of those like scary youtube video type of right. nonsense things that's so funny because i've been downloading all those videos lately they're so they're bad. intense they're really intense you know but it's funny i mean if that's your first experience with something like that that's heavy duty man like sure that's I recommend that as a first i tell thing. people that it's it's like seven minutes of my gnarliest acid trip like peak ever yeah, with some like DMT thrown in or something. Sure. I actually I was supposed to do a DMT trip recently, and I hurt my neck in jujitsu class, and I like literally was like like Frankenstein walking, you know? Yeah. And I, I could barely even hold my head up, so I had to I had to bow out. But yeah, on that, yeah. I haven't tried it's, the DMT yet, but salvia is is amazing. I think I um. They're I had similar a great experience. to me in, in a weird way. I mean, they're totally different receptors, but. Uh, just the uh, complete annihilation of the self is so intense. It's like, are you the chair in the room or the fucking the wall? You can't even figure out, you know, what what you are. Well, you know, when when I've done it twice, and my two experiences, I've both done in the dark with covering my eyes with my eyes closed, like laid mm -hmm. back, so that the only experience is uh, that with that's with within my mind, you yeah. know. Um, which is like, you know, like the, the shamanistic sort of totally. way to go about it. And I actually, I did a bunch of reading on the tribe in Oaxaca that mm -hmm. was it, where it, it was indigenously grown. Totally. And like, for instance, they, they say not to laugh while you're in the trip because it's disrespectful to the, the oh, salvia really? goddess. That's interesting. And I actually noticed myself right right as I fell into the hallucination, like I let out a giggle, yeah. and I noticed it, and I stopped. Oh, I said, hey, don't do that, and, and then continued it's, on. It's really hard not to because it, it's so uncomfortable at first. Like, that was my first experience was like, I, was, I had an instant of panic. I panicked. I was like, what, what the fuck? You know, it took me a minute to figure out what the hell, I mean, I, I didn't figure out. I, I had to wait till I came out, but that stuff's, it's pretty intense, man. I, I'm surprised, you know, I was surprised. But, you know, they, they don't do it the same, they don't smoke it. They uh, they chew it up, and right. it's like a 20-minute thing, not like a, a five-minute freak out, you know. Right. So, 
I, I would I would love to try it like that, you know. Sure. Then there's I know there's a number of people that I know that actually just grow it in their backyard. It's it's a pretty easy plant to grow, especially like around around my area. You know, sage grows pretty right. health healthy. But my my show I just had a a show that opened on Friday. My that almost a good half of the paintings are all based on the singular my very first salvia experience. Like oh, that's really dude. That's so crazy. My last show at. Um... At Josh Liner, I had an installation that was all about salvia. Nice. Because it was so heavy, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah, man. It was I, it was the most disconnected from what we perceive reality to be that yeah. I've ever... Did you have the thing where it like mixed memories with... like? No, not I at all. I had a lot of that stuff, man. It was really strange. Like, It was like things from my from my childhood were in this mixed with current time is very odd very very odd my almost the entire experience was spent in a um a tube like a tunnel that oh, was yeah. made out of um vines and leaves and organic matter oh, and wow. then like skin or like interlocking fingers in, oh, be- yeah, 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 yeah. in between and the vines uh, do you get the flipping yeah turning it felt like it felt like I was going, being rocked side to side gently, like a water yeah. slide. Oh, yeah, you get the whoa. Like this. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I call it the churning. It's the churn. You get that churn. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was really, really comforting. And like it felt yeah. loving. I wasn't scared at all. And at the very end, I ended up in this like open room with lots of really bright pillars. And then mm. I snapped out. That was like about the four minute mark. Yeah. And I was, out, I was back out of it. Yeah, and then that it's weird cool haze. It's that quick. I couldn't imagine being there for, for very much longer. It's, yeah, uh, it's discombobulating. And for people who think that if you smoke weed once every now and then, if you think you can just smoke some salvia and be cool, you're about to have a very different experience. Yeah, it's going to be terrifying, and you're not going to like it at all. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've had numerous mushroom and LSD trips, so yeah. I, I feel really experienced. And for me, like when I go into those mind phases, I I never have a real disconnect from from my actual reality. It's kind of like my brain is a little too strong, like I or I I I'm a little too controlling, so I don't let go enough. Mm. But I'm never. I'm never disconnected from like I'm gonna be living this for my entire life, like that feeling oh, yeah. that people get, you know, like that fear. Right. But not that I don't get nervous and have scary shit like make me freak out, but <laughs> I could always get back to. Like, if you're not doing that, you're not doing it right. Sure, you got that. That's the uh, that's the therapeutic aspect of it, right? Yeah. And that's totally. what that's what a lot of people don't realize as well is that when you're facing all those demons and those scary things, that's all that repressed stuff that you've built mm-hmm. up in you that you've you've yet to uh, you've yet to deal with because really it's just a it's a waking dream. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've had a lot of really have uh, like really good um, like crying sessions on on mushrooms before, but in a really positive way where it's like. Yeah, just letting it all out, you know. I've heard that a lot from DMT too. That there's yeah. a lot of after DMT crying sessions from big burly men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk a little about about uh, like the materials that you use and the process that you go through when you're when you're creating new work? 
Um, yeah, is that I mean, top it secret? depends on what I'm working on. Like, I mean, I mostly just, you know, use like water-based paints, um, you know, sp some spray paint here, ink, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, for a long time, I, I was mostly painting on like found materials. But then uh, <clears throat> when I was living in New York, I found that a little more difficult to deal with. Like, you know, it's, I don't know. It, in San Francisco, it's great because you can walk down the street and you're, you're finding shit all the, all the time. But uh, and you do that in New York, too. But it's like, do you really it's hard to carry that around the city, like on the subway and stuff. So and it, there's a limited space. I mean, San Francisco space is a little tight, too, right? It is, it is, but you know, like right now I got a pretty, pretty de uh, decent sized space with my my buddy Nomi, so um, I'll probably fill it up with crap here in no time. We're, um, <laughs> I know that that that's what I was gonna say next was like after I said that the living spaces are really cramped in San Francisco, yeah. but the artist studio spaces seem to be wide open, like yeah, a lot of room I mean, to it, move. There's plenty of um, commercial space, like not being used. So it's just a matter of keeping your eye open for stuff, you know, for stuff. They always seem to have a decent square footage is what I mean. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, were you uh, anticipating the end of the world yesterday? Was it yesterday? Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. I, no, I wasn't. I, d I didn't think for a second that that was going to happen. Yeah. Not, not that I don't think the end of the world will, will happen at some point, right? The sun will expand, but... Uh, I don't think anyone knows when that's going to happen. Well, you know, I think it's funny that I, I think one of the biggest problems with religion and Christianity specifically is the, um, is the idea that it's it's so um, literal as opposed yeah. to as opposed to metaphorical because the reality is is that we all face end of days at the end sure. of our lives we all face this world going into extinction and dying as soon as yep. as we leave this experience so you know if yeah, you, we all have our own personal apocalypse sure and you can look at you can even and people are like well look at Matthew 24 it says only the father will know the son won't know everybody right. won't know when the time will come and if you just right. look at it from a personal like life experience type of idea it's clear it's just talking about our own mortality yeah exactly it, exactly it's it's a that's you know well that's the problem with any of those things like why would you take anything like that literally anyways it's you know i wouldn't even take uh you know i don't even a, a book written 20 years ago i don't take I take it all with a grain of salt, right? Because who's ever writing it, it's through their personal point of view, you know? Sure, of course. So, like, even history is not history, you know? And people want to believe it, though, right? They just want to grasp onto something that they think uh, yeah. is real. Well, that's because they're terrified. They're terrified of, of like, the, this idea that somehow they're, that they're temporary. But the, everything's temporary. So, like... The second you let go of, of all that nonsense and you and you just accept the, the, that that nature that it that it comes and goes, then you can get on with the business of uh, you know making sure that you are doing what you want to do and that you're making a positive you know uh, for the people around you. Sure. You know? and how strange is it that it's uh, mostly people who have experienced psychedelic uh, type experiences who seem to 
figure out that rationale and share it with others. <laughs> well, there's definitely other ways to get there. I'm not sure. You know, sure. But uh, well, like I said, it's just another dream state. I, totally. I I always tell people that it's not the the substance that you're ingesting that's creating the the images in your mind it's your mind doing that right those things that you're ingesting are are simply a key to the ignition that the the of the car that is your brain yeah they're just changing the the way the synapses are firing just in a different order that you know like i was uh, i just finished reading this book called the ego tunnel and they were talking about meditation and um how they were, you know, hooking people up to EKGs and stuff and watching their minds on while they're meditating in the state. And um, your synapses begin to fire rhythmically, like all simultaneously. And so you have the sensation of being everything and nothing, you know. And I think it's some, so there's some similarities there, you know. What about with... Take, what about with painting? Do you find the same thing when you get into like that groove of painting? Absolutely, absolutely. I, it's one of those things like I find I, the idea of like being in the moment really uh, interesting and like trying to get to that place as often as possible. And like I've been trying to come up with a list of things that that make that put you in the moment. And it's pretty interesting. Like playing music is one of those things. Um, painting, painting or drawing, if you if you enjoy doing that, is very meditative. Um, dancing, it's one of those things like sports and exercise too. Yeah, um, making love is sure. a very in the moment thing if you're doing it right. <laughs> you know, uh, athletes do it all the time. You know, that's what they're doing. So you know, gosh, I think if you can get into that place as often as possible, you're going to be a much more positive person. And and I think, you know, psychedelics can help you do that in a way. You know? Sure, it's just a quick little jump start. But definitely all, I, I agree totally that all those other things are, are exactly the same sort of ideas, you know. It's yeah, that... it's, where, it's, the time, it's like this time where you're not thinking about what happened yesterday or sometime in your past. Or, you know, what you're going to do in the future. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the, those things aren't even real. You already did that. You know, they're not real anymore. This is the real thing right now. Yeah. And it's amazing how many people in our society are disconnected from that or don't have those necessarily have those outlets all the time. Yeah. Like, like for me and you working as a full-time artist for years on end, you've been able to experience those states of mind every day for a long time. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, like I said, there's like that, there's that little list I came up with, but I'm sure there's like a lot more things like that. And, uh, you don't have to be an artist to, to, to do that. You know what I mean? Like you, you can do that in any kind of way. You know? Do you think sometimes it's a fine line between escapism and meditative phases? Sure. Well, you don't want to be like, you don't want to try to hide from 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 the harshness too. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, nothing, nothing's bad and everything's perfect. You just, it's an acceptance is what it is. I don't think it's a, you know, there's a, some form of escapism for people and, and drugs, but, uh, and and anyways, what's wrong with escaping sometimes? Yes, 
right? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. It's just how you define it, right? I think, I think in those moments where we do get that clarity of mind, where you're not thinking about tomorrow or yesterday, right. that 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 moment to be clear and think actually gives us a moment to work through maybe some of those things that we would be escaping from like childhood traumas or, or our own like personal ego issues of the week, yeah. you know? Totally. So it's, yeah, escapism may, may not be the right thing, but I think there is a level of it. I think for me, I've, I think a lot of times like early, it was a, almost like a coping mechanism and there's sometimes a thing that, like I talk a lot about myself in that there was a control issue to it. You know, if you come from like a wild home life where there isn't a lot of control or, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, sort of regular everyday thing. So like, like structure, structure, right, exactly. Um, you know, like a lot of our parents had to work full time jobs just yeah. to be able to pay yeah. all our bills. So we may not have had an adult structure, you know, from a certain period of time, you know, whatever it was. And, and we see a lot of the same issues in artists or like strippers and writers and musicians. There's some of the same things that like some of the same sort of mental issues that occur in creative types, I think could, it can give rise to that escapism if you're not on a pure path, maybe. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think about that. And I think um, just being aware of that is going to keep you from, you know, going off the deep end or whatever. It's it's about, you know, balance, right? It's always about balance. Yeah, for sure. So I think um, that end of days thing, it was funny. Like, when I first heard about it, I thought it was just going to be like one of those, like, stadium harvest festival things where they just invite a bunch of people and make a fucking killing yeah but then i started doing a couple research things and i found that there was 100 million dollars that's a that's fucking amazing that's how much they spent on that campaign to make people aware of this fictitious bullshit well you know what could you do with 100 million dollars to make the world a better place rather than pray for it to end imagine imagine (laughs) dude you could feed uh, an entire. You could feed California's homeless mm-hmm. easily. You could probably house all of them. Yeah, man. You could fuck. You could probably feed oh so many people. So but many you know, people. there is a bunch of talk about um, planetary alignments that yeah. happened to occur right around this week, May twenty first. Sure. And a comet that was supposedly uh, coming into the the solar systems. A, like arrangement and everything was supposed to be lined up in a straight row right around this time and uh so i, I found that kind of interesting and there was people that were espousing an idea that you know something about the gravitational pull of all these planetary alignment things having effects on the earth like earthquakes and, and natural um, right. shifts of things you know that's a i mean that's a possibility but i i asked i actually far apart right i mean there's a an astrophysicist that listens to the podcast, so uh-huh. I was like, "Well, I'm not even going to pretend to talk about. it. I'm just going to email dude and see what he says. You know, yeah. just just not." It even sounds gonna... like bu- bullshit to me, but yeah, he said that the the gravitational force of just the sun and the moon alone is enough to sort of disregard anything yeah, that negate. happens. That I way. mean, gravity is like the 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 weak force, right? I mean, yeah, it doesn't. Know. It's pretty weak. If you uh, compared to like the the energy that holds you know 
subatomic particles together. Yeah, I'm not even going to... Pre- once I know that an astrophysicist listens to the show, I try to keep my my physicist talk to... Keep science on, to a minimum. As short as possible to just the, like, the good paragraphs that I know I've I've said and heard numerous times. <laughs> not to get myself... Oh, you know what I was going to say about the, uh, the religious stuff? I just read a story. Um, this woman uh, killed her two daughters and herself because she thought the end of the world was happening. Oh she slit their, she's all three of their throats with a box cutter. Now, think about that. That's like that's re- that's your religion, right? Or that's that's what happens when you get people all worked up over this nonsense, you know? Might that it's be? Like a, it might be. Um, it might be something that woman might have done regardless, but maybe she that was that's, just. That's true. That's true. She got but pushed over the edge. This definitely probably sparked some crazy, you know, like. I don't know if, you know, maybe she was scared Jesus wasn't going to take her. I don't know. Yeah. You, well, you with psychosis and just uh, if you get once you see something spread that wide over the entire globe. Yeah. Like there was there was the fucking panic. there was those billboards in the Republic of Congo, the Democratic Republic of Congo. See, I heard people that hung people in Vietnam had all like come down like from their mountain villages and like gathered for this big because they thought it was happening like i mean <laughs> do you think that that's like like that idea of like multiple people thinking of the same thing like really building some strong bond because i've noticed that in um in catastrophe times for instance uh, i've had we've had some really bad fires here in san diego and yeah. when it happens there's a sense of camaraderie and brotherhood that builds among people because they know that they're thinking about that fire that's right up the street. I know right. that they're thinking about it, and there's a comfort that takes place in that. Do you think? And I think we find that in Christianity too, in that everybody in that congregation is singing the same song, everybody's yeah. reading from the same verses, and that creates some weird energy, some weird sense that we don't ever talk about amongst right. those people that's really, it's, enthralling to somebody who may not have those type of experience outside of well, a place like that's that. That's the thing. I think I think they're having issues because they're unable to um th- this is how they connect with people and form bonds like over over this over fairy tales. But uh you can do the same thing and like bond over like all kinds of stuff. I mean, look at people in the, their sports teams, right? I mean, it's kind of the same thing to me. It's exactly the same, and you get some of those same weird, strange emotions. Yeah, like, or political parties, right? People get all like bent out of shape over like my my corporate show is better than your corporate show, you know? Like, no, they both suck. <laughs> so, and that it's a it's again we have these weird, divisive things amongst us that again those people have who have time to think and meditate and realize that we're all the same shit. Exactly. Well, that's the tribalism coming out. That's, you know, I think it has to do with the, the fact that people's uh, biology hasn't caught up with their with their social aspirations, you know? Like, people talk a big game about um, peace and, and love and all that stuff, but then the second they get the chance, they, they, they want to group up and, like, create these groups that, of separateness, you know? I, it's just animalistic behavior is what it is. Basically, sure, and we have a lot of that stuff. I think for me, like I just started doing jujitsu and kickboxing in Mm -hmm. a gym, like in a like a serious MMA gym. Oh, I I love uh, 
I like watching MMA. I'm I'm able to get a lot of the those weird old monkey fucking aggressions out in that yeah. place. And when I come out of there, I'm more relaxed and happy than I am any other time during the day. Yeah. For, besides if I'm painting or smoking weed. Yeah. I mean at the end of the day we're still we're still men with testosterone, right? It's like you can't turn that, that off. Like that's that will always exist, you know. So it's good to figure out a way. I mean, like what you're doing, it's good to figure out a way to like find a, a positive uh, or like, you know, a good way to, to get to get that stuff out. Yeah, I think it's important because if we we get those energies that get built up inside of us that is just built up tension. And I think that's why we see so much degenerative disease. That's why we see so much yeah. depression. And, you know, people not being outside and getting in the sun and getting that vitamin D doesn't help either. It's true. It's true. But, you know, I think maybe more people are sort of understanding. I think so. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's weird. You you could go to a therapist. Like, I've gone to a therapist before, like a psychiatrist, where, like, the first thing they, they, after talking to you for, like, 15 minutes is they want to prescribe you, like, drugs. But the funny thing is, is, like, you never hear them go, I'm prescribing you, you know, one hour of running every day (laughs) because I bet that would do 10 times more than any uh, SSRI or whatever those things are, you know? No doubt. And it's it's amazing that that we've lost those things. It's because we don't take care of ourselves anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, like we live in this crazy country where everyone drives all the time and all that stuff, you know? I mean, that's crazy. I never drive personally. I think the fact that I just walk and bike everywhere is going to probably add like 10 years to my life. Yeah. And I'm not the most healthy person, you know, but I think just that alone, not, you know, actually moving my body around. <coughs> There's a level of stress to it too, that you get built up weird anxieties just in moving your body at 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, sure. I, I feel uncomfortable in cars. Like I'm riding them so infrequently that they, it, I'm, I'm like, ah, ah. Nice. it's, it's, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I, uh, I commend you on the non-driving. I unfortunately live in a city where driving is a, is a major necessity, which yeah, I'm totally, it's I'm, tough. I mean, I, there's I ways around it. It would be great to have, to be able to move stuff around. Like I hate having to haul boxes around on a trolley, you know, or it's, but, um, when I'm done and my arms are all feeling like jello, I'm like, yeah, got my workout in. See, there you go. Well, um, let's uh, let's talk about um, your your online stuff. Can uh, people find your website at uh, what is your website? I was gonna it's try to say it for Damonsoul.com, you. Damonsoul.com, D-A-M-O-N-S-O-U-L-E.com. And then uh, I don't really update it very often, but I I do I have like a blog that I post stuff on. So like. I'll post like what I'm working on, you know, every few days or something and random articles that are interesting to me and stuff. So, and you're on the Facebooks, right? I'm on the Facebook. I don't really go on the actual Facebook page too often because my, my blog actually, um, automatically posts to the, to the Facebook. The Facebook kind of confuses me. There's so much going on on it. Yeah. That's pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> You're not on the Twitters, huh? You don't do the Twitters? 
No, I was thinking about putting one because they can all be linked together now. So it's just kind of like it would all be the same stuff, though. So even if even if I did that, it would still probably be the exact same post. I don't have time to post on every social network site. Yeah, I hear you. Well, what about um, art stuff? You got any? Uh, you got shows lined up? Oh yeah, I got. I'm doing a. Um, I'm doing a solo show at Fecal Face. I guess it's FFPG now. Fecalface.gallery, but yeah, but the acronym. I think they're just going with FFDG. FFDG. I feel like because it makes people uncomfortable to say fecal face. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, I've I've had all the uh, the fecal face gallery artists on the show like just before the. I've had I I think um, Mel and Travis are gonna um, Mel Cadell and Travis Millard are gonna do a yeah. show coming up. I uh, I talked to Sean Barber. He's doing a show. Uh, yeah, man. Fecal Face is like one of my favorite galleries. They they consistently do great shows. I think they just... Um, and I've had John on the show, too. The, what's the, that? I've had John on the show, too, the ringleader. Oh, really awesome. Yeah, he's like, man, I love that guy so much. Yeah, no doubt. He's just great. When, uh, when is that show coming up? Uh, Fire Engine. Yeah. Um, Harley's and Fire Engines. Know, August. August. I think, man, I don't even know which week. I, I want to say like the first or second week of August. All right, cool. Well, I post all this stuff, all the links and things up on my blog. Awesome. And uh, I'll find the um, I'll find the info on that one and uh, get that out there. I, I the probably should have I probably should have had that ready, huh? I should have looked at that. No worries. Post production. <laughs> it'll be taken care of. Deal. Not a big deal. If you care, you'll you'll find it. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll we'll get the uh, we'll get the listeners over there and finding all that stuff. Cool. Oh, and I am gonna go I'm gonna go to Lightning in the Bottle next weekend too. What is down that? Your, down your way. What is that? I'm not sure what that is. It's like art music festival. A lot of electronic music stuff, like three days. Where's it at, Nomi? Uh, it's, uh, Encinito or something? Encinitas? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's down down in your neck of the woods, I guess, right? Cool, well, if you get down this way, hit me up. Yeah, dude, for sure. All right, brother, well, um, thank you very much for doing the show. I appreciate yeah, your time man. again. Again, thanks for, uh, thanks for asking me. It's a... Uh, Real honor, dude. I love your work. So yeah, thank you. We uh, we got to do a trade. I don't uh, I don't own anything of yours, dude. You put me on the spot. Of course, <laughs> of course, we'll do a trade. Nice. Yeah. See, we got UStream. Yeah. The people at UStream will will make it happen. Awesome. All right, brother. Awesome. Let's do internet dap. Bink. Nice. All right, my friend. Have a good night. Cool, man. Take care. Thanks. Later. Wait. How do I?
Trapped 